welcome to the Delling Pod with me, James Delling Pod. And I, I know I always say this, but I'm really excited about this this week's special guest. She's back after only a very short gap, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's Laura Perrins. Laura, um, I think this is going to be a kind of self-help group for yeah. all of us who, I, I don't know about you, but every morning I wake up with an acid stomach i I, i've I've been getting acid reflux recently uh, for the last month or so and it could be i suppose incipient stomach cancer or it could be helicobacter pylori but i've got a suspicion it's just that we are living through the most terrible times i mean i i i look at the papers aghast at what's happening to our country to our culture to our economy to our way of life Uh, do you share my my feelings? Well, I mean, there are definitely very bad days. Today is, is one of those days, definitely a therapy session for me. No, I mean, things are bad, although one must not despair um, because that's what they do. They should traditionally despair and um, you should not. But things are coming up to Christmas now. I think we were saying earlier, you know, how they're starting the fear-mongering and scaremongering over Christmas at the moment is making me quite angry. Um, this is this is evil what they what they do. Yeah. I think we should talk in moral terms, not you know, oh the numbers and is it justified? No, I mean they're scaremongering. They're telling grandparents if they open their presents, you know, if they drop around a Christmas present to their to their grandkid on Christmas Day, then you know you're going to be buried in, in January. That's what a guy on GMB said today. GMB t- this morning. It's disgraceful. You're referring to a program I never watch for obvious reasons because I, yeah. because you know I don't want that stomach acid being being accelerated. Yeah. Um, but Good Morning Britain, the, the, the evil lair of of Piers Morgan and that 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 TV doctor that constantly promulgates the, the. Well, he's not the worst. It's when they get on the the doctors from Independent Sage. They're the real. They're the doomongers. Yeah. In- Dependent Sage. You mean you mean the 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 the, 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 the ultra left wing? Yeah. yeah, the Taliban. Yeah, the Taliban Sage. So the Ayatollahs are the government Sage. Independent Sage are essentially the Taliban. That is amazing that they are using Independent yeah. Sage, which is which is purely an ad hoc political group. A lot of yeah. them are behavioural scientists rather than epidemiologists or virologists. And this is one of the things I've 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 noticed that that for example the other day. It was Susan Mickey who was appearing on TV explaining why we can't have Christmas. Now, Susan, Susan Mickey is a, a communist. She's a member of the Communist Party. She's a she's that that marvelous thing. I mean, she's more than a champagne socialist. She's a she's a, a sort of a high end Krug socialist. She actually is worth millions, and right. yet she's also also a complete commie scientist. This is tell us we can't have christmas because made up reasons because uh it's not about about medicine is it it's not about medical science it's about control that that much is obvious now it's about power and control and you know as i sometimes self-examine do i i say to myself well you know maybe laura you're wrong but maybe it is kind of risky but as i said what they're doing is so disproportionate and so hysterical Um, You know, they're just trolling people now. And it's fine for you and me, as you said, who who don't deal in this mainstream media. Um, And and I have these conversations with people on Twitter when they tell me, oh, don't worry about Pierce Morgan. You know, just don't give him any oxygen. I'm like, the guy is beamed into people's millions and millions of our brothers and sisters' homes every morning where there's kids eating their cornflakes and you have these people on their telly going, you can't have Christmas, or if you do have Christmas, we're gonna lock you down for 25 days. If it's one thing people do after watching this podcast, just turn off turn off GMB at least in the telly. Really you should turn it all off in the mornings. But well, in particular, turn that program off. This is propaganda. This is hysterical propaganda. Do not let your families listen to it. If you want to be very cautious yourselves, as I said, that is absolutely fine. But never mind shielding your family from the virus. Shield your family from the hysterical, over-the-top media coverage of this. It's disgraceful. 
I totally agree with that, Laura, except I'd go further and say disconnect yourself completely from the, the mainstream media. Don't yeah. watch anything. Don't listen to BBC Radio in the car, not even Radio 3. No. I mean, just just don't. You'll no. feel so much better. Listen, listen to an audio book. Much better for the soul. We've been listening to Fantastic Mr. Fox on the way to school, and it is very good. It's very nice. Uh, I, I love I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's one of my one of my favorite favorite Roald Dahl, Dahl stories. Um, even though it's slightly anti hunting, but but I can I can forgive it that because it's a great yarn. Um, the but, but don't just switch off the BBC radio. Don't. Uh, my view is that you shouldn't watch any BBC TV programs. Definitely don't listen. Watch BBC news. And actually, I'm afraid to say it. Don't read. Not even concerned newspapers that I was I was reading the Telegraph this morning and uh, I, I often read the business pages because they seem to be slightly less tainted uh, by the kind of social justice justice warrior nonsense that you get in the main the main paper and you get a you get a piece by Ambrose Evans Pritchard who supposedly knows something about economics and he's singing the praises of this kind of electric cars by 2030 mads Scheme, this this green industrial revolution, which is actually just a version of, as I'm sure you know, the the, the Great Reset. This this the, this thing underpinning all yes. this crazy policy. Yes, and I mean a lot of people are going to make a lot of money, as we know. A lot of people have already made a lot of money out of the COVID scam from yes. CE. A lot of well placed Tory democracies. <laughs> they couldn't even kill that story. That's my dog, um, and. The um, and then, yeah, there's going to be even more vested interests, you know, plunging taxpayers money over this over this green revolution. But I mean, it's true. Try and stay away from the mainstream media because myself and James, I mean, we'll watch it on your behalf. And I'm telling you the kind of hysteria. I'm going to change rooms now. That's out there. I like this. This is this is an added uh, <laughs> yeah, tour. Yeah. Can I say, Laura, how lovely and shiny your lips are looking today with, <laughs> with your with your lipstick on? I was, I, I was told off by my co-editor for for not making the effort on the last one. Oh. I said, uh, well, kind of. No, in fact, she said it kind of. It, it was it was almost better. It was uh, anyway. It's fine. People concentrated on your points rather than your 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 lovely lovely hair and makeup. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but I, I don't bother. Yes, well, you don't need to. But um, no, I think I think it, as I said, it's only mid-November now, and the hysteria. I mean, they're really they're really cranking it up now. People should have their own Christmas and do what they feel is is necessary and, and reasonable within their own terms, and and just ignore the kind of nonsense that's coming out of government. And of course, another disgraceful thing, as you've already touched on, is how conveniently Boris has just gone to ground for 14 days and he's going to let all his ministers and everybody else leak right they're going to torture us and torment us with leak after leak over maybe you'll get five days maybe you'll get four days but you're going to lose all of january while he's just what sitting in downing street watching the crown or something and letting carrie run the show yes it's I, know. I know i know and have you noticed something else this is this is one of the things that's really bothered me recently this increasing media narrative that somehow Christmas is something in the government's gift. Yes. That, that, that we should be grateful if mm. we're allowed five days. And if we do get those five days, then yeah. we must realise that there are consequences. There's a price we must pay. Yes. We must isolate more either side of Christmas. Otherwise, otherwise what? We know anyone who's vaguely informed, anyone who doesn't read, read the main, mainstream media, basically, knows that coronavirus has has been and gone it it it, it peaked in in april it's we we're getting the tail end now but it's but it's not a second wave and yet we've got the entirety of the of, of the mainstream media and the government propaganda machine telling us that this mm -hmm. is still a clear and present threat and that we must be prepared to lose christmas because that it's it's that bad i mean the only the only clear and present threat to this country is the COVID hysteria and Boris Johnson and most of the people at GMB. They're my current, you know, and, and the Ayatollahs of Sage and the Taliban and Independent Sage. These are a real threat to our way of life, to people's livelihoods, to the mental health of children and 20-something-year-olds. And, and 
what's happening in to, to that cohort of people is, is just is, is just disgraceful. And another thing that I noticed uh, with the powers to be at mainstream media is this new line of, oh, well, all the other main religions, they all lost their festivals. So what's the big deal with Christmas? You know, why should the Christians get preferential treatment? To which there's two points. Number one, everybody marks Christmas, right? They're yeah. always telling us how, oh, the Muslims, they love, you know, uh, having a Christmas. How very dare you imply that they don't. If you live in Britain, everybody uses it as at least an occasion to spend time together, right? Yes, those who aren't Christian might work a little bit more here and there, you know, ferrying us around to our various Christmas parties as I, as I talked to my Uber drivers last Christmas, but everybody marks it with extra time with the family. And now, so that's the first thing. And number two is, you already cancelled Easter, you atheist demonic nutbags. You know, you seem to have forgotten about the fact that we were locked out of our churches on Easter Sunday, on Good Friday, for all of Holy Thursday. That That's actually arguably the bigger um, festival in the Christian calendar. But supposedly that, that doesn't count anymore. That, that, yes. We're, we're just forgetting about that. But I think, Laura, that the church has mm. been complicit in this. I mean, look, any, any church headed by Justin Welby is is bound to be is is bound to cave i mean he's much more interested in gaia worship than in worshiping god and i'm afraid to say the same applies to to the head of your religion i mean the pope has been absolutely he's, well, he, he's he, he, worse he, than useless yeah we're, he's he's yeah he's particularly poor but even like card so at least at, at this current lockdown cardinal Nichols at least said listen i think the churches to stay open to mass they were duly ignored but all of the churches now, I'm only, you know, including the, the head of the Catholic Church in Britain should now be saying, we will open on Christmas Day. We will open on Christmas Day. And if you want to send around the heavies to close the churches on Christmas Day and we'll socially distance and all the rest of it, you, you go and do that, Boris. But our churches will be open. We will say mass in the car parks if we have to. But I am saying mass on Christmas Day. All the parish priests should be saying mass on Christmas Day, like to the public. And um, if they want to go and close the churches on Christmas Day, let Boris do it. Well, Make listen, do. I, I mean, I, I, I'm more <laughs> hardcore than you, Laura. I, I, I think there should be no social distancing in, oh, in church on Christmas Day. I think we should all be happily taking communion from the same from the same cup as is traditional. I think it's just I, I, I think. When we when we play the game where where we wear masks or, yeah. or when we socially distant or when we do this do this ridiculous greeting yeah. this elbow bump which yeah. i don't do um i mean i've I, I have i'll be honest i've been ignoring the lockdown completely and yeah. Yeah. and i'm it's it's interesting you you meet some people who pay lip service to the nonsense whether with masks or with the mm -hmm. the elbow elbow bump and other people who just want to carry on as normal and i want whole of our normal life back and i see no reason why we shouldn't it, it's you know that phrase we, we we find on people's twitter posts why are they doing this yeah, and yeah. the reason people are asking that question is is not because uh it's it, it's not because they believe that there is a any kind of viral threat that we should take seriously it's because they know that there is some sinister ulterior motive behind all this it's got yeah. we've got far too far down the road for it to be anything other than planned and, yeah, it's, I mean, and it's very ugly this, this, i think the defense minister was on today going you know oh we'll decide at, at the beginning do you notice how nobody's talking about just lifting the lockdown the 2nd of december that isn't even on the airways it's all about how stringent what as you said what will they allow us have for christmas yeah. So we're going to have this mission creep of sliding past the 2nd of December, probably all the way to maybe the 20th of December. And it's like, what bone will you throw us? You know, what will we be allowed to do on Christmas Day? And and the media in particular push this narrative with, uh, as in this is the choice given to, I, I, I'm concentrating on, on ITV and GMB at the moment just because I was on the Twitter feed. So their choice in the poll is, they give you a poll. Um, is it worth having Christmas for a 25 lockdown, 25 day lockdown in January? So that's your choice. As, <laughs> opposed, as opposed to, no, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have Christmas and I'm not locking down in January. How, yeah. how about that?
that's what I'm doing as much as I can legally, you know, if they close the restaurant, I can't break into a restaurant. But, you know, as much as I possibly can, that's that's the deal I'm taking. Do you know, do you know what I almost said and, and actually had to stop myself doing? I, I actually, I have never been a fan of New Year's Eve no, parties. Okay. I've always found them a bit strange. Yeah. But I was thought, by saying that, I'm just like one of those ghastly lifestyle columnists who've been playing endorsing the government narrative with these yeah. soft pieces like oh says the commissioning editor we've got too many pieces grumbling about the miseries of of of, of coronavirus and the lockdown let's commission a piece from one of our usually one of our, our female commentators saying well you know it may be a bit of a problem um being locked down by the government it gets under house arrest but let's look at the upside i'm catching up on my you know i'm going to bed earlier and <laughs> i'm getting to know my my children all this all this stuff okay. where suddenly it, it, it gets normalized yeah. and i think we should fight that yeah, yeah. No, there were, the Times did a two-pager. T2 did a two-pager. Yeah, Should you match your face mask to your outfit? No, no. Why don't you take your face mask off and put in the bin? Why, why don't we do exactly. that? That's why, I, that's why yeah. I gave Dan Hannon. I, I mean, I, I don't know why. I think one of the reasons I focus on, on Dan, Dan Hannon, he, he's, he's, a, he's a good friend of mine. And, I, and I, I love him very much. There's something sort of charmingly... Um, he is, he's comfortable in his skin and he's very articulate and he has so many good qualities, but he kind of sells the pass on, on the subject of what's going on. There was, he posted a few months ago, I gave him a hard time about this. He posted a picture of himself wearing his Garrick Club, oh. his Garrick Club patterned face mask. Oh. And I'm thinking, no, it's not a jolly jape. This is, no. the government is muzzling us and you cannot say ho 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 i'm wearing my garrick my school my there's an old malvernian mask well fuck off malvern i don't want you doing this it's not yeah. clever it's not yeah it's not charming. then you're only debating on their terms right you've already surrendered to the idea which we now know from the danish study that they tried to bury that masks are completely completely useless yeah. you know makes, makes no no measurable difference yeah well yeah exactly and they're they, you know as i said they're, they're just part of what i would call a demonic plan to dehumanize us to make humans seem you know the enemy you know you're you're a vector you're not a human being anymore you're a vector and your grandkid could you know spread spread this deadly virus if they give you a mince pie and you know let's all wear masks to to mass and oh if i even have a conversation with somebody i i did another blog on have nothing scarier than having a conversation with someone wearing a mask. That this is the kind of line, you know, they're pushing. You know, there's nothing scarier. Do you know who wears masks? Rapists yeah. and the Taliban and members of the IRA when they're doing their military funerals. They were the people who used to wear masks. Normal people don't need to wear masks, but they're just pushing yeah. this whole you know as i said to, to, to just ordinary everyday people who just want to have an ordinary christmas get the argument in with your annoying mother-in-law you know be able to complain about having to cook the turkey we need that back and people need to fight for that and if they blackmail you and emotionally terrorize you into believing because this is all the line all over twitter at the moment that you're selfish if you want to have a family christmas you're you're the problem no no they're the problem who is what who is saying like, that laura are, are, are you genuinely are people saying this on twitter yeah if you so family christmas was uh trending yesterday and if you if you click on it it's the usual lefties going and, and it's also sanctimonious you know like oh no i'm willing to sacrifice my christmas because i don't want to kill aunt nora i'm like fine sacrifice your christmas but you don't get to sacrifice mine and, and again, Pierce Morgan, I don't know why everybody just wants to gorge on Turkey. You know, why, you, you need to be selfless about that. You're the most selfish person going. You know, all these media outlets are making, I have no doubt, huge profits from peddling other people's, you know, from terrifying other people and making people wallow in misery at the idea that you're not going to have a normal Christmas. As I said before, if you if they are making you fear your grandchildren, you know, fear your your elderly aunt, you may have to have Christmas on their own. 
normal, if they are making you terrified of ordinary human interaction, this is evil, this is demonic, this is the work of darker forces. So, Laura, there are, I, I, by the way, I, I totally agree with you that I think that this is, this is the ultimate struggle between good and evil in our lifetime. This is, this is at least our, our World War II. That, that I found myself becoming much, much closer to God in this, in, in as much as, you know, I, I'm, I've, I've always gone to church occasionally. But I really do feel like like in times like this, you need to cleave to a higher force and draw strength from a higher force. And I, you know, it doesn't mean I'm going to start going to, to church more, not least because, frankly, the Church of England headed by Justin Welby, as I said, is a bit is a bit wet. I, I think it's it's ducked the it, it, it's it's dodged its its actual purpose. It's it's got distracted by all sorts of things. I I think the church is part of the problem, the established church, any, anyway. But I'm I'm so disappointed. I think I, I, we talked about this last time by how few of us are fighting back. Well. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people are fighting back, and, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why it is good to do these these things. I, I mean, you know... We're not alone. Yeah, we'd all rather probably be out doing other things, but, you know, I, I'm sure it happens if you people get in touch with you and say, you know, I'm just, I'm just so glad you said it. You yeah, know, yeah. I have been thinking this, but I'm too afraid to say it. And, and finally, you know, hearing somebody else say it, it means, you know, I'm not going mad. Because remember, they're getting a constant sea, as I said, of being gaslighted. You're selfish. You're, you're unhinged. You believe in conspiracy theories. These are all lies. You are being lied to all the time by the mainstream media. The idea that this is a massive threat to everybody when it simply is not the case. Way, way, way yeah. back when, when they were doing their ridiculous press conference in the first lockdown, even, you know, the group from Tucson were saying, most people will be fine from this virus. So wh why, are, why the panic then? Why? Why are you peddling in this misery, um, you know, this, this dark threat around the corner all the time? The only threat to our way of life is the hysterical media, the Ayatollah of Sage and Boris Johnson. They are the greatest threats right now, not COVID. COVID might be a bit of a threat to some people with comorbidities, etc. But it is minuscule in the in the oh my dog wants in as well. It, minuscule in the grand in the grand scheme of things. And um, you should fight it. And but you should also live your life, you know, as much as you can. Be supportive to people who might be turning you know, mightn't be as strong in their views as, as we are, but who deep down think that this is, this is just, this is not on. This is too, this has gone on for long enough. Remember, what was it? Th th three weeks to flatten the curve. Now, yes, I know. Now this we're the thing. passing Christmas. The, the, the mission creep has been extraordinary. And I think people have already forgotten, they've already forgotten that we spent most of the summer to wear masks and I think that the chart that everyone is the virus doing its its gompertz curve I mean the characteristic uh, curve of all respiratory viral infections you know it, it, there's nothing there's nothing different about coronavirus nothing special about it and you can see that when the curve is almost completely flattened out that is the point where suddenly compulsory masks are introduced and already our cultural amnesia is such that you you go into supermarkets now and i mean i'm i'm i really am always the only person not wearing a mask i thought i thought the resistance would grow but it's actually people have got more wary of of, of going out maskless and so you've got you've got the curve which ought to be ought to show to anyone with eyes to see that masks are pointless then you've got the Danish study, which you mentioned, the one that shows that the one that was published um, yesterday and shows that masks have no effect. But I can guarantee that when I go to Waitrose tomorrow, no one will have no one will, will have will have changed their minds. They all still be wearing the mask. And, and when you go when you see policemen, they're all wearing those bloody yeah. masks. And that's that's frightening in itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people become very invested in it. You know, this is their crutch. But as we spoke about the last time, 
you know, they've been very um, uh, clever in their manipulation because they've always said from the beginning, under the mask, it's not so much to protect you, it's to protect others, right? So again, this comes back to if you don't go along with us, you know, you can be reckless with your own life, but if you don't go along with all of our dictates, you're putting other people at risk. Yeah. You are you are putting your granny at risk. You know, you're just being selfish. And they can justify anything on people will die. Because remember when we had the Brexit debate, we were told if, if we have this deal or that deal, people will die. Same thing with transgenderism. If you don't go along the out and out lie that people can change, not just their, their gender, but their biological sex, people will die. For uh, what is it? Words, language. This is this is a threat to my safety. Okay, so this has been a long term, a long time coming, and that free expression is freedom of speech. Oh, that's a threat to people's safety. And if you if you doubt the government's line, oh no, now you're putting other people at risk. And you know, if you don't wear a mask, oh, you're also a threat to say it's, it's everything is either people will die or you're just an out and out threat to Which? mental health. Which is why um, we get nasty looks. You know, why I had that encounter with the man on the train who, mm -hmm. who tried to pick a fight with me for not wearing a mask. Because we have been, they have weaponized people's, people's uh, virtue signaling. And they have, they have weaponized this, this sense that anyone who doesn't go along with the government's diktats must yeah. therefore be a, a, a granny killer. So it's incredibly socially divisive, So, which, which almost answers my, my earlier question about why more people aren't resisting. There has been that, that, that manipulation. But also another thing I wanted to talk to you about. Um, the, I, I was looking at Twitter today and I, I, I saw that, that Fraser Nelson, editor of The Spectator, tweeting out an article by one of his liberal, lefty writers Sam Leith the, the, the nephew of, of, of TV star Prue Leith uh, old Etonian Sam Leith uh, and Sam has written a piece saying that uh, arguing for effectively a compulsory vaccine he, he, he sort of oh, yeah. has, has his cake and he eat it he, he eats it he denies that he wants people to be forced to take the vaccine but at the same time he thinks it's really not unreasonable but that if they want to take a taxi or or go to the pub or yeah. or go to work that people should have a vaccine certificate well if that ain't compulsory i'm not sure what is and what bothers me about this is that this fascistic i mean there's no other other way of describing yeah. it a really evil anti anti-freedom line is being being promulgated by the House Journal of the of, of, of conservatism in, in, in the UK. The, 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 the magazine that sort of represents those of us who believe in free speech and so on and, and prides itself on, on, on its, you know, its, its, its fearlessness is yet advancing something like something out of that belongs in Nazi Germany. Well, it's... Uh, it's uh, in terms of the vaccine, you know, they're not they're not going to actually physically sort of tie you to the gurney and inject you with with, you know, the vaccine. They, they can't do that. But they will, as you say, to make, be compulsory, they will try and make it as difficult as possible. For no you. travel, no job. And oh, restaurants, no, no. restaurants, yeah, you can't fly. Or the, another one that I saw on Twitter as well was the um, we're going to deny you treatment on the NHS. This is another thing they like, you know, because we're going to deny you access to state services. So I say, oh, right, OK, so if somebody, say you have a mother who is in a difficult labour and she needs a blood transfusion but hasn't had the vaccine, you're just going to leave her to die then? And it would serve her right, James. Yeah, oh, totally. Right. Or she needs an Selfish. emergency. Yeah, she needs an emergency or excellent. Well, you didn't get the vaccine, so it served you right. Or again, or say there's a pile-up on the M1, right? And, and the paramedics, what they'd have to do then under this great scheme, no NHS treatment, if you no vaccine, no treatment, right? Is you could kind of go along to each 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 half dying body and check their papers. And those that haven't had the vaccine, don't have their cards, they can just choke on their own blood. And it would serve them right too. So in this is basically papers, please. And we had this from the um the what well, the behavioral, the nudge unit, not creepy at all. The behavioral insight team at Downing Street, right? That if you tested 
uh, negative. You could have your, your, white, your white band, so that would allow you access to different services. Right, this, have you seen this proposed? This was all over the news. I actually, well, it, yeah. It seems to be arse over, arse over tit to me. I mean, I, I, early on, I could, I could see a perfectly reasonable case for people who've had the virus to be given some kind of, I don't know, a, a, a rainbow thing to show that they're, they're not infectious anymore. And no, 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 no. But, but this is a bad idea, okay? Because what the behavioural unit have proposed, right, and I think they did it in Slovakia, so if you test negative or whatever it might be, say, say at this stage it's going to be if you have the vaccine, right, yeah. you get your badge or you get your pass, okay, your pass, Yes. and then you can be released from the restrictions. And so, they, so then they look really generous because they have given you something back. But do you understand that is fascism because they have made the default position there that you don't have any liberty unless you have a pass. So if yeah, you have seen, oh, so they flipped. No, no, no. The norm is that we can do whatever the hell we want, right? Other than whatever is banned by the criminal law. But now because they've made the norm, you're locked down. It can be, oh, if you get, get the vaccine, then we'll give, you, we'll give you your pass. Yeah, I mean, in South Africa, black people have to, have to have papers. Papers, please. And if you don't get the vaccine, maybe, we'll, maybe you should wear a little badge, maybe a little star. Yeah, a little yellow star, gold, yeah, yeah. No. Gold star. But just on, that, on the point about, um, about immunity, T-cell immunity, about having, once you've... Look, it is a, it is a simple fact. It's 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 known to um, virologists everywhere around the world that just a lot of them are lying about it. It's it's just virology one hundred and one that if you have been exposed to the virus, if 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 you've if you've had a bout of coronavirus, two things happen. First of all, your in the early stages, your your B cells go into into overdrive your sort of white blood cells they they you know this is your part of your your immune system they they come in and they provided you don't die they overcome this this virus and then what happens is is that the the, the b cells kind of disappear which is quite which is why it's quite hard to measure not long after after you've 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 had the coronavirus, um, you know th this this gives the 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 uh, the corona fascist the chance to say, well, look, you don't have na you don't develop immunity; it it, yeah. it vanishes after it. But that's entirely normal. You don't want your B cells working over time. What then happens is that you 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 get T cell immunity. Your T cells are ready to zap it next time it, it comes along. What's extraordinary? Is that, and I think this this shows the sort of anti-science, like like it's a bit like the left-wing view of the world anyway. It's all about the narrative, never about the facts, never about about logic or or reality. What they've done is effectively denied medical truth, and they've effectively created this world where, like like we're looking at Boris now. Boris has very publicly had a had a, a terrible battle, which he survived with coronavirus, and yet he is self isolated he could easily, easily transmit it again which is just nonsense i mean okay there have been about five cases around the world by i don't you know if we are to believe that but generally you do get immunity and yet culturally uh we're denying this our media is denying this it's pretending like you don't get immunity well because it gives them license to just for just to extend this thing Yes. Right for for as long as they want, for as long as as it's useful to keep the population terrified. You know, oh, even if you've had it, you might get it again, which means okay. again you might infect other people. You know, they'll they'll tell you they'll tell you whatever they want. You know, as I said, they, they're people wearing masks in cars on their own. Like this is how this is how crazy it's gone. This is how terrified people people have become but it is always a means of control it's just a means of control and power and as i said they want to make the new normal and and default positions and status quo are really important because they're things you take for granted right there are things that you haven't thought about that you just take for granted like i'm going to go to the pub on christmas eve that's just yes. taken for granted but now now it'll be oh it's in our gift maybe we'll let you maybe we won't let you 
right? So they're switching everything. They're turning all natural order, what I would call natural order on its head, you know, that desire to be with your family um, that desire to go to the pub, all these normal human desires are now suddenly abnormal and justify mm. to me why we should let you, why we should allow you do that. So this new normal, there's nothing normal about it, folks, and you should you should reject it in, a, in every small way that you can. You know, that people say, well, what can we do? Well, just, you know, go around to your friend's house and, and, and don't wear a mask and try and make plans as much as you can. Turn off the TV, turn off the radio, um, and if you can possibly help it, don't even talk about it that much. I mean, people people do, but I even try and stop myself because you know, obviously you can you can do this and then you feel like you've inoculated with yourself, right? At least for another day. Um, do you they're, not, they're trying to flip norms of behaviour all the time, all the time. You know, that thing I said at the beginning about this, this the, the stomach acid experience, and I know I, I know it's not just me, I know lots of, uh, lots of other people are having the same experience. But want. if... Um, every day, I think... It can't get any worse. Mm. They, they they can't deny reality so so flagrantly, and every day they do it without shame. Just I mean, Matt Hancock is is I suppose the worst example of this, but they're all at it. Boris is at it. The 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 Sage Committee people are at it, and I really feel like we're not gonna get our freedoms back. That the, the the police are getting more draconian. We see no sign that the government is going to shift its 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 policy, which seems to be geared towards this this great reset that Ross is advocating. And also it, it takes a different form from the UN's Agenda 2030. But we seem to be having this kind of globalist technocratic takeover and all the, uh, the governments of the world pretty much are signed up to this nonsense. Uh, regardless of what the electorates think about this, I don't, I don't think the electorates want a great reset at all. They don't want electric cars by 2030 either. They're, you know, they're very worried about this. But it seems that we have no ability to, no democratic say, no ability to control what our government's doing. It's been hijacked by a, a small cabal at the top and uh, the parliamentarians aren't much to, to oppose it. What do we do? I mean, this is a, this is a terrible takeover. Well, I just, unfortunately, it hasn't really kind of kicked in to pe it hasn't really affected people's ordinary lives to such a degree that they're willing to organize in a professional way. You know, so, I mean, obviously, the children still being at school is a big thing. I mean, there's, I'm, I'm stuck in lots of traffic jams. Um, as it, Again, they give you just enough, right? Just enough to keep you going. And although they are every headline, they are putting out billions, right? It's another how many billions for defense. And then it was billions yesterday for this green thing. No one is going to pay for this until it seems it may be a decade down the line. But when that bill gets called in, when that check has to be cashed, then you might see people on the streets. Then people but, might realize that this is for real. You know, the left pay for keeps. But then and it will be too late. To, well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, maybe it's it, it, like, what can you do? Sort of getting a sort of a, a national anti-lockdown alliance together, because at the moment we're quite disparate. Um, but you look, nobody could foresee that voting for Boris Johnson and an 80 seat majority will get you a 30 something year old you know, uh, a lady, e e eco nut, yeah, with a cute dog would now then be ruling over us. No. You, we, look, you can't foresee that. What, what can you do? No, um, no. But get on, on to your local MP saying, I, I never voted for this. But unfortunately, the things that people care about, are, namely a money raid, um, is, is th this isn't going to kick in for a while yet. The, 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 yeah, so it might take a while to really see pushback on it, but uh, I, I'm still hopeful it will come. You're more usually more optimistic than I am, James, so this is worrying me. Um, uh, I am sort of in uh, Armageddon mode. I mean, I, I, I think a lot of it depends on whether, whether Trump can demonstrate the massive electoral fraud, which has clearly taken place, and this is another other things that you know, I, as you know, I, I castigated you and Kathy for running that piece by one of our number 
saying why why Trump should now concede gracefully. Yes. And I'm thinking, if you've had the biggest break, outbreak of electoral fraud orchestrated by some of the evil masterminds of the hard left, we're talking about George Soros, we're talking about Lord Malik Brown, we're talking about a, a, a computers which instead of counting ballots actually transfer votes from one from one party to another things like this and they're actually designed to do so so there is so much evidence of 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 well, anecdotal evidence of fraud it's a question mm -hmm. of whether they have enough physical evidence to prove it in court but you see my argument the reason i'm i'm put, putting putting so much faith in in donald trump is that we desperately need a counterweight to the to the mask agenda, to the vaccine agenda. To I mean, I know he's been slightly on board with vaccines, but we definitely need somebody in the world, some person of influence, saying, "Hang on a second, this has gone too far." I mean, look at look at what Biden's done. Even even though he's only uh, allegedly, or in his own eyes, he's he's uh, president elect. Already, he started making noises about how every state should enforce yeah. masks. You know, even, even like uh, South Dakota, which has been mm. holding out very very well under Christy Noem. But I, I have a friend, and she lives in well, she did live in Boston. She lives north of it now. Her she all. Her children are under five. I know that. She's got three under five. The eldest wears a mask. So I'm talking a five-year-old wears a mask to school. Right. So, uh, by the way, you think things are bad here. Things could be a lot worse. They have to wear masks outside. Like, you know, so you've got a five-year-old on a scooter with nobody around and they have to wear masks. That is proper evil. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's bad. It's bad what's happening in the States. But in terms of the election, I mean, the problem is it has to be proved. You know, you you have to prove it, and I think there that's going to be difficult to do. Well, well and you, you, do thing they is, Laura, my 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 view on that is it's it's all very well saying saying it has to be proved, and I I I kind of understand that, but that kind of language that that you know, you know we've just if 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 the courts can't 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 um reach up, make up their mind if they if the courts can't can't find that that this is this is a stolen election and then we just have to let it go but once they've once they've burgled your house uh, yeah. and stolen all the contents and got away with it been acquitted by the by the jury mm. where is the disincentive for them to come back again i mean given that it's given that it's so easy easy i i think this is my view i think that unless we can resolve this in the courts now it's yeah. going to be it's going to be civil war because I don't see any other option. You cannot have 70 million people or more mm. voting in good faith for a president. I mean, probably more overwhelmingly than they did last time and have a, a minority for that's what they are, a minority stealing the election using underhand means. That's that's not how democracy can work. No, I mean, I, I, I agree. But, you know, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. And I, I, you know, I think it would be very bad if it did happen. Remember, the, de the Democrats' strongest point is they've been stealing elections for decades. So precedent is with them. You know, they've done this before. Whether or not, you know, yeah, I mean, look, it's, 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 it's a really, it's really serious. It is serious. It is 70 million who, who basically believe that their vote means nothing. And if their vote means nothing, then their citizenship means nothing. Um... And it's, but I think, you know, they'll take it to the Supreme Court and, and, and they'll see what happened. But if their backs are against it, I, I don't think there's going to be a wide outspread of violence because that's what the left do. That's what Antifa do. I don't think conservatives are going to do that. I think the Republicans will, 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 will tell him to move on and, and, and get out and, and rebuild in two years time. And, you know, look, what, what can, what can you do? It, it you can only watch, and um, it's 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 whether or not you can save Trumpism. I don't think you can save Trump at the moment, but whether or not you can you can save that counter narrative, that idea that we're not going to be bullied by the mainstream media, that you are pumping out a lot of lies, um, that borders count. You know, uh, it, it, whether whether you can say that or not, or whether the elite are just going to grow more and more arrogant and more and more entrenched. Um, 
it, it's going to watch. There's no indicators now to say at the moment that things are going to get, you know, violent. But we can. Only- yeah, but uh, look, I, 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 look, I, I totally agree with you about about the left, that, that violence is what the left do, not what conservatives yeah. do. But you see, the problem is that I think that what's happened in 2020 is the acceleration of the ongoing leftist leftist takeover, which has been been happening in our culture for a lot for a long time. When you look at what happened, for example, the way the police has been infiltrated at the highest levels by social justice warriors trained in common purposes, common purpose. Look at look at, for example, Neil Basu, the right, senior um, policeman in, in London, who's just been talking about how he wants to make it illegal for people to uh, say anti-vax things on the. So you're, right, you're, yeah. you're not even allowed to question yeah. this dodgy vaccine, which yeah, is going to yeah, be. Yeah. Thanks to people like Sam Leith, is going to be is getting closer to being forced on us. And uh, yeah. you know, uh, and no, we're not. Yeah, we're not making you take it. Just don't have a job if you if you won't. Yes, yeah, I know. Outlawing and demonising, just you know, debatable points. You know, everything is. If you disagree with them on something, it's you're a conspirator. You know, you're a, you're an anti-vaxxer. You're you're it's it. They immediately. I mean, they talk about how dare Trump delegitimise an election. It's like you you did delegitimise the last election from from day one. That was you. Your stated aim was resistance, but now it's supposedly unity. So well, when the Democrats win, it's unity. When the Republicans win, it's it's resistance. Let, let, let me put let me put it another way because I, I I'm not saying that that civil war is going to is going to break out immediately. What I'm saying is that it's a bit like Solzhenitsyn talking about the main topic of conversation in the gulags, which was why did didn't we start resisting earlier? earlier Why yeah. didn't more of us, more of us, do something sooner? And I think that we are going to find ourselves. We already are, actually. Mm. I don't know why I'm, I'm presenting it as a kind of future event. Uh, you don't need to be Nostradamus to predict what's going on because it's already happening to us. And what's happening is that, that you and I, and well, the entire country and other countries too, are experiencing the thing that we in our 20s we never imagined would happen to us this was the kind of shit that went on behind the iron curtain where yeah. where, where where a pair of jeans was it were, 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 were like gold dust and where yeah. you know you could barely get a, a, a george michael cd you know, only if you were really lucky we've got all the consumer goods to bribe yeah. us we we can still we can still get kimchi from 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 Waitrose and all this stuff, which kind of is is a kind of um, anaesthetic uh, yeah. to distract us from what's going on. But meanwhile, we have as few freedoms as as people behind the, the Iron Curtain used to have. I mean, that's that's where we that's where we are. And how do you resist when you've got the apparatus of a kind of totalitarian state? When the police, this is how the police are behaving already. That's that's what it's going to be like. I know. Yeah, well, I mean, we did discuss this, you know, uh, earlier. I mean, it, w- it would take, say, all of the businesses, right, or all, all restaurants and all the pubs in a, in a mass way to say, no, we're going to open. And the churches say, we're going to open because they don't have the police force to cut it, to shut it all down. Right. We're going to open. And if you want to shut us down, you you can do so. But it has to be a it has to be all of them. Right. Because the police can shut individual ones down. But not, but not all of the, you know. Uh, but if everybody opens, they can't, they can't. But but the corporates are all invested in it, and um, it, it may be that they've got enough money. And, and the, the the small guy, you know, he'll go bust, and that'll be it. And the government will give them their pacification money, and and they'll watch Netflix, and and they'll they'll you know slide deeper and deeper in, into despair, which is the whole plan. You yeah, know, that, yeah, yeah. That, that's the, the plan. That's it, it's it's not with a bang. It's with a whimper. Right. That slow slide, the anxiety, the stomach acid, whatever you might say, that just grinding them down. They don't it's not the totalitarian isn't going to be like roll out the tanks anymore, is it? It's just grind them down all the time with the media propaganda. And, and, and I said, we'll throw them some money here and they can still watch some Netflix and till people just get so hopeless that they, you know, do something terrible. And, and, and yeah. you know, 
There's going to be various inflection points, I, I, I think, and 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 what what the government's behavioural scientist black yeah. ops department will will try and do is to try and anticipate these and counter them. So, yeah. for example, one of one of the the inflection points I see approaching is if the government makes the mistake of trying to tell all the um the the kids at uni that they cannot come home for christmas yeah yeah yeah. i suspect there's going to be mass rebellion there so yeah. what they'll probably try and do is they'll avoid that by by saying well you you, you can come home for christmas well, under these terms yeah, yeah because yeah. horrific terms as well yeah we're, we're, we're being played like like yeah. fish yeah, well, it, do you want Christmas and your 25 day, that's the offer, and your 25 day, day lockdown. So the students will be given, yeah, you can go out home for Christmas, but you've got to self-isolate for two, for two weeks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, this is it. It's all on, it, it's all, uh, the offer is always terrible. It's just, is it going to be really terrible or, or just awful? That's your choice. Yeah. You know, the, the, going back to normal, that's never on the table, right? That's never there. Do you know what I find really well? One of the one of the things I find really weird about all this stuff is that I know these people. Well, you know, I was at university with them. I I knew Boris. I, I I'm very or was until recently very good friends with 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 Michael Gove. I can't believe that that my friends are fascists, and yet they are. Power corrupts. Yeah. Power corrupts. Right. I mean. They're just invested in it. It must be, it just must be delirious and exhilarating to know that how you can control people this way, yeah. you know. And, and again, it may be well that, that they really believe it and, and they think, you know, government is so powerful, they can control a virus. You know, it's like saying I'm going to control a hurricane. You know, you can, you can take certain measures, but people are so taking care of them and making me safe. They think that they can they can make them safe from a virus that spreads so quickly and is asymptomatic, you know. And, and anyway, you're you're fine anyway for the vast majority of people. It's not you. You know, you could be very sick. That is true. But people are really sick from the flu. The flu can knock yeah. out, right. The flu can knock you out really badly for at least two weeks and probably drain you for a mo for a whole month. Um, but you don't shut down the whole the whole society for it but somebody has no, got get, get rid of that that call oh yeah i'll call you back in one minute <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's, it i i it just it just snowballs and um they get you know dragged deeper and deeper into this abyss i mean i i think boris is i don't, I don't even know if he wants it anymore i think he want he probably may well want out as, oh. as possible. Yeah, but he you know, know what? what? So Laura. He, he probably wants out. I'm sure, I'm sure he, he does. does. But, but even when Boris goes, he's... Just, okay, sort of best case scenario is that Rishi Sunak replaces yeah. him. He'll, he'll, I only say that he's best case... Yeah. yeah, well, that's the thing. Rishi, we know, has been arguing for prioritizing the economy yeah. over but he hasn't made his made his um views effective because i i suppose because he's a, a young guy he was he was put there wasn't he by dominic cummings and he probably felt a kind of uh, a sense of allegiance to dominic you know like he was he was cummings his made man therefore he couldn't step too far out of line and cummings was pro lockdown so so therefore, Rishi couldn't fight too hard. But actually, even though Rishi has been anti-lockdown, he's still on board with all the green agenda. He's still Goldman Sachs. He's still he's yeah, still yeah. a great reset guy. This is, you know, you asked me earlier. You said um, I thought you were more optimistic. You know, you're normally the optimistic one, and I I, I do believe in you know pessimism of the intellect, optimism of the will. Um, yeah. But. There is no, there is no light on the horizon. There's no, I, I don't see any sign of, of real hope that we, I don't, we're in a death spiral. I don't see how we get out of the death spiral. It's not obvious to me. 
Well, I, you just have to face that people along the line will just say, "I've, I've had enough of this, and I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it anymore." As you said, they may well anticipate that and just give you little dribs and drabs of freedom here and there. Um, but it's there are a lot of vested interests, as I said, until the great money raid comes, you know, or or um, they start really, you know, and they will let allow some some meet up at Christmas because again they they have anticipated that people will do it anyway um it, it is definitely the case things are not great at the moment but you've just got to you know you've just got to hope that someone will come along and and call time on all of this nonsense well, Jesus. Enough public public <laughs> well there was Churchill well, right I, I think mean, people we need it we yeah but Churchill Thatcher, they, 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 they come along, they can, they're once in a generation, they can come along and, um, you know, even a, a Trump-like, like even Trump probably came along at, a, at the right time, even if he loses this, can you imagine if he had lost? Because I listened to your last podcast, at the mo if he had lost, there would be no firewall against the Biden disaster. We'd have lost the Supreme Court, it would be now sort of a 7-3 split to the Liberals, the Senate would be bad. But we even a one term Trump has limited will limit the damage that Biden could do. And you've just got to hope that there's enough people either in, in, in the administration or there's enough people around that can at least, you know, limit the damage that's that's being done now. Um, I'm, I'm putting my, my my hopes on a world war, Laura, because <laughs> as, as, as Roger Scruton said in that podcast we did before he before he died, uh, I said, look, Roger, what will it take? What will it take to, to remind people of what really matters as opposed to the false values of our culture at the moment? And he said, yeah. I'm afraid normally it takes a war. <laughs> and I think he's probably right. I mean, I don't, I don't want to go to war with China. Obviously, I don't want my, my kids to be called up as, as cannon fodder. Yeah. Um, and, but at the same time, I don't really see how... We've 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 lost our, our moral compass. We've lost our social compass. We've, we've we have no idea about how what a, a life well lived looks like anymore. We've got we, we, we just get these kind of spray on virtues like, yeah. oh, I'm an environmentalist. I believe in sustainability. Mm. I want to save the planet, you know, regardless of whether or not the actual methods we're using to save the planet are actually more destructive than if we did nothing, which is which is the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Look, you know, it, it's. It, I'm hoping it won't. It won't come to that. But you know, every generation is tested, and certainly, virtues like courage and things are are. There, there's not a lot of it around at the moment because everybody wants to be liked and nobody wants to speak out. Like us, we want to be liked, don't we? We're just well, not very good at making it work on people. No, not not. Re I think we do, we don't really. You know, we prefer to tell the truth. I think that that's that is a good. Uh, that limits your your ability to be liked, um, but you look. It's it's difficult. It's difficult to know what's coming down the road. Um, whether I mean the West has certainly become very decadent, and it's been in in you would call a death spiral and, and a cultural death spiral for a while. I would say, of course, that's because of the decline in Christianity. I mean, you know, the fertility rates have been negative across Europe for years and years. So, you know, you have a civilization that can't even be bothered to reproduce itself, which if you want to talk about, well, we already know the, the um, you know, the, the economically we were in a bad position before now because we weren't, we weren't raising enough kids. And this, of course, is only going to make it worse because it makes harder, it's, it's harder for people to meet. It's harder for a lot of people now will decide not to have children because it's economically things are so poor. You know, and again, this is all this is all dark forces at work, um, yeah. stopping people from having kids, and it, it's it. There has been significant cultural decline, both in terms of decadence and, I would say, de you know, degrading the culture for years. And that's where the social conservatism has come uh, has come in. And now they've kind of gone for more classically liberal values, just like freedom and things like that. Alarm bells are starting to to ring. In, in quarters that before never really cared about the decline of 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 the family or decline of marriage or decline of of literally the the idea of of raising children. So I mean I think last year there were was the lowest fertility rate since they had started since they started taking records in America. 
And I mean, that of course is linked in with your green agenda. Yeah. Because, because babies are environmental disasters. I mean, again, it is, it is demonic. It is, it is a cult um, in terms of seeing human beings as the enemy, as a virus in and of themselves, you know, feasting on the earth's resources. And you have high profile Congress people saying, you know, oh, not having children now, that's the virtue. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Then you're the good person. And you selfish people with your kids, you know, with your, and if you've a, a, a large family like anything over five children, well, I mean, you know, you, yeah, yeah. You're, you're just trash as far as a lot of people are concerned. Um, and you know, again, you can go home to the to to our our favorite, you know, re, our reason for even setting up the website, the conservative woman, you know. And if you stay at home and raise those children, well, I mean, you're not even worth talking to at a dinner party. But if you're a CEO of a fashion company, ooh, well, that's big. Yeah, actually, raising citizens go. is not big. Raising fashion companies big. That deserves respect. Out of interest, Laura. Everything, this is the point. It's previously getting married, having a children, and this was a really virtuous way of living. Now, it was the purpose. It was the purpose. Now, well, you're kind of, you're, you're hurting the environment. And, you know, if you let those kids out to play, well, you're now you're spreading a virus. And it, it's, they flip, the, lift, the left flip everything. So if you're kind of walking around any of our viewers in a slight daze going, but this doesn't feel right. It's like, yeah, it do, it's not right. They're telling you it's all lies. It's all. I was thinking, Laura, isn't it interesting that in the last, what, 10, 15 years, the, the fashion for, for wearing a beard has, has become almost ubiquitous among, among a particular generation. But beards, traditionally, you, you, you think of Victorian gentlemen with their mutton chops and things, and, and, or, or photographs of very, very hirsute soldiers on the, the Crimea and so on. Beards were, were, were or barbarians, indeed. The very word comes from, from beardedness, doesn't it? They were okay. sort of hairy and they were fierce. Yeah, but yeah. actually... Now, having a beard is, is in, in so many cases a sign of absolute emasculation and, and, and cuckishness. They, 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 they the hipster. I think the, walk, the hipster they, beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're so conformist. They think they're being different. But you walk in and you're like, wow, you're li you are literally all the same. You are all the same. But of course, if we were to top and tail this podcast, it goes back to our Roald Dahl reference to Fantastic Mr. Fox, who hated beards, by the way. And if you remember the twits, yeah, he, he didn't like beards. And um, he had that paragraph in the twits where, you know, Mr. Twit has his beard and his, he leaves food in it and he, he gets to you know, eat a bit. Yeah. This, this disgusting character. Yeah, yeah. So not a not a fan of, of the beard, Mr. Roald Dahl. So he's, he's always as good a, good a man as any, I think, to, to take your wisdom from. So, Well, he certainly, he, he had a good war, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was shot down, I think. He was a, yeah, he, I mean, he was a, I mean, he, should, he shouldn't have survived, really. He yeah. was too big. He was too big for his cockpit. He was a he was a very very tall man, and 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 he could barely fit inside inside his his fighter oh, cockpit. Right. Um, he did have a crash in the desert, which he shouldn't shouldn't have survived. I mean, I think he was one of the one of the the, the aircraft defending Malta. Um, so your chances of survival there were pretty. Or was it Crete? Anyway, I forget. The chances in in, in over the Mediterranean in that period were, would have been pretty slim when the Allies were were still losing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I, I think Fantastic Mr. Fox is a good way of ending this particular <laughs> podcast. And we can do loads more because you're right, Laura. Um, I think that... Love therapy. Okay, so we're not getting arrested and, 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 and put in the gulag yet. But we are kind of doing our bit by giving hope that there are, there are people like us who believe yeah. this stuff. And I hope that you watching this feel heartened by that. Yeah, and for those, you know, I, I didn't, for those who are of the religious disposition, if it helps, you know, I think I, I have started saying my rosary more in terms of controlling your stomach acid. Um, I, I think what else, what else can you do? Try and try and pray some more. Go to go to church when it opens and um, turn off the TV. Most definitely turn off the TV and, and just meet. Humans are not the enemy. Children are not the enemy. Um you live your life, connect with, with, with other human beings as much as you can, and uh, just, just ignore dead-eyed Hancock, 
the groups from Toothsome, the Ayatollahs of Sage, the Taliban at Independence Sage, turn them all off. Um, and and, and also, God is one of us. God is on our side because the other side are, are evil. I think there's well, yeah, if not there's too strong a word. They're anti-human. And, you know, I mean, we're made in his image. So that's why I'm pretty sure God is on our side. Thank you for that 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 theological comment. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's good. Um, you're listening to the Delling Poll with me, James Delling Poll, and my very special guest, Laura Perrins, of editor of Conservative Woman, barrister, mother, Catholic, heroine of the fight <laughs> against the against evil. Um, please, if you've enjoyed this podcast, or even if you've actually hated it. So please, please support me on on Patreon or subscribe star if you can. I really appreciate it. and It really helps. As you know, we conservatives are under tremendous pressure right now in this evil world and it's becoming harder and harder to make a living. So please support me. Thank you very much. And thank you, Laura. Bye.